Coming up on today's episode of An Older Gay Guy Show. And you still had to turn the water on the toilet <laughs> to fill the tank before you were able to do the water bottle trick. Hey there, what's up? It's me. Thanks so much for coming by. This is Joey Hernandez, and I want to thank you for taking a little bit of time to come by and visit the podcast. So <laughs> let me tell you that I'm not really sure what this show is going to be. There's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. And one of the problems is that when I do a show and then I, I try to promote it primarily through Twitter, I like to have a title that is somewhat enticing or somewhat interesting and something that will draw a new listener to the podcast to give it a try and then hopefully they'll like it and hopefully they'll subscribe. That's the way it's supposed to work. However, this is going to be like a potpourri of stuff going on that I want to catch you up on. So I'm not really sure what to call this. I will decide on the title after the show is done and I'm ready to publish it. I'll come up with a title. I don't know what it's going to be. But of course, we need a vintage TV trivia question. And this is going to be about one of my favorite shows from the 1960s. I'm sure yours as well. Gilligan's Island. There was an episode in season three, it was episode three in season three, and it was called Pass the Vegetables, Please. In this episode, Gilligan pulls in a crate of vegetable seeds. However, they do not notice that it says on the crate, radioactive. During the episode, they plant these radioactive seeds and within a couple days, full vegetables grow. However, they are misshapen and very strange looking, but the professor decides that they are perfectly fine to eat. After everyone eats these vegetables, Marianne, Gilligan, and Mrs. Howell each get a special power. The radioactive seeds grew into these vegetables and it gave the three castaways some superpowers. What was it that Marianne was able to do, Gilligan was able to do, and Mrs. Howell was able to do? And as a second part bonus, how did they neutralize the effects of these radioactive vegetables after they ate them? The answer, of course, will be at the end of today's episode. And so, with that said, my name is Joey Hernandez, and this is something, um, I'm not really sure what, something interesting, hopefully, something entertaining, maybe a little funny. That's a really long title. Season three. <laughs> Episode 43 of, well, this show, of course. An older gay guy show. (music) 
So um, once again, you might notice if you're a regular listener, my voice is all really strange and there's no reason for it at all. I don't know why I'm kind of hoarse. I'm not sick in any way. I don't think I'm getting sick. I was at the gym. I did the sauna. I showered, came home, had lunch. Things were good. I didn't really talk to anyone today with the exception of my cats, which granted I talk quite a bit to my cats, but I don't know, maybe as, as I'm aging, my, my voice is going to be like stranger, which kind of sucks because one of the things that I always have wanted to do, one of the things I've kind of dreamed of doing is doing some voice work. Some of you have commented that you like my voice. I'm sorry, but I don't think you're going to like it anymore. It's it's changing, and uh, it kind of sucks. And it's going to be harder for me to potentially do any voice work unless I can get this hoarseness out of my voice. But I don't know. I kind of sound like Kathleen Turner a little bit, which was not my goal in life to sound like Kathleen Turner. But she kind of has that raspy voice. So... Maybe that's what my future holds for me. I want to start out today's show with a humongous million times thank yous to the wonderful people that put me over my 100 five-star goals. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm actually up to 102 five-star ratings right now, as well as some four and three and two and one stars. I love all of you for taking the time to do that. Thank you so much. And I did say that once I hit this 100 mark, I was going to do a special thing for you. And I've talked about this podcast that I have pre-recorded with Paco, my husband. And this <laughs> this episode is really, really bizarre, and I hope you'll find it somewhat funny because we laugh a whole lot because we are so, so fucked up <laughs> in doing this. And um, we just, we're talking about all these different things, and, and we just had a great time. And I hope that you will enjoy the episode. You'll either find it humorous or you'll find it really sad and suddenly the email for this podcast, an older gay guy show at gmail.com, will suddenly get a flood of information about rehabs <laughs> and, and AA and all, all this stuff. We were just having a really grand time. And that's the episode. I'm, I'm tinkering just a little bit with it. And I will have it out as a special bonus episode within the next 10 days, absolutely. So thank you to all those that have given me all those stars. Thank you. And you may know that I try to thank the people that leave comments on Apple, um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is now, uh, that leave comments. I try to thank people. And I know sometimes I might miss one or something. And I really do apologize if that happens. But meanwhile, do expect this bonus episode with my husband Paco in the next few days. Next up, I want to address the podcast awards. You know, I was whining, 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 please, please vote for me, please vote for me. And all of you were wonderful. You got me into the finals. 
and I was nominated as a finalist in the LGBTQ category and also the mature, because I say fuck a lot, the mature category. And I did a, I did a video that you may have seen. I'm really hoping that you didn't see it, but there is a slight possibility you did see it. It was on YouTube for probably less than 24 hours when I realized the horror of what I created. Much to my poor suffering husband's having to constantly listen to me trying to be funny or doing a bit with him. It kind of grates on his nerves, but I, I, I'm I, just one of these people that I'm, I'm very energetic and sometimes I, I just like to make a lot of jokes about things. So I, I filmed a video <laughs> that was supposed to be me on the red carpet of the podcast awards. Now, there is no red carpet. It's not, it's online, but it's a guy talking. And it's, you know, nothing more than that. It's not like I went somewhere for the podcast awards. So I created this stupid ass red carpet and I got all dressed up in a suit and tie and everything. And I did it like there were photographers taking photos of me as I was on the red carpet. And then I filmed Paco and I watching the podcast awards and I had two cameras set up, one that was filming me and Paco and then another one that was set to film on my, I have a 58 inch plasma TV. Nobody has plasma TVs anymore. I got this almost 10 years ago. So I have a camera on that. So as the guy reads the categories, it showed that. And I've always joked that I, I was really happy that I was nominated, but I just didn't want to lose to Meryl Streep because she wins everything. She's nominated and wins everything in every freaking award show that there is. So I spliced in, when they read the winner, I spliced in video of Meryl Streep that somebody reading whatever star was reading the names at the Oscars, that it was Meryl Streep and the camera cut to Meryl Streep and she's walking up the stairs. And then it cut back to me where I'm like holding my head and like, oh my God, I can't believe Meryl Streep won. And then in the second category, I did the exact same thing. And I really thought that it was funny. <laughs> but it wasn't funny. As a matter of fact, in just that short period, I, I, I got thumbs down on my video, which I've never gotten a thumbs down on any of the videos I have, but I got two thumbs down immediately on this video. I had two thumbs up too, but those I'm sure are from my close listeners and friends. So I panicked and I took that right off. Like, oh, no way, I'm not going to show it. It's, it's so outside of what I wanted the YouTube channel for this podcast to be. I don't want to put in like a stupid ass bit in there. You know, I, I like it. I like it to be more about me and my life and what's going on and what Paco and I do and about training and about eating and all that crap. And it shouldn't be a bit. And it was a bit. So I took that down. I did not win in either category. I was nominated as a finalist and I'm going to get little, too little awards for that. 
that I was a finalist and I did not win in either category. And I'm totally fine with that. Meryl Streep did not win. I'm totally fine with that. And I'm going to be leaving the podcast awards alone. I'm not going to be talking about them, but I will start hitting y'all up again at the beginning of next summer when I can be nominated again. And hopefully I'll have more listeners in the podcast here. And then if I do better shows, that's kind of the, kind of the key here. I have to do better shows so that the judges will vote for me and I might win. But thank you to everyone that took the time to do that voting. It allowed me to become a finalist and it will allow me to have two trophies and I'm going to show them on the YouTube channel. They come in December, I think. So I will put them on the YouTube channel. So over and done, podcast awards, bye-bye. No more talk about them. As I previously mentioned, Paco and I went to New York City this past weekend. It was my first time back in New York since 1998, so 20 years. I'm sure that the city is beautiful under the right circumstances. This particular trip, the whole thing kind of started badly because I couldn't sleep the night before we left for whatever reason. Tossed and turned, did not get more than a half hour worth of sleep. So we went to the bus. It was um, a Peter Pan bus. It was leaving at 8.30. We got there super early to make sure that we were able to get seats together. We were like the second pair of people that had gotten there and we had to wait quite a while. So that was fine. We got on the bus and I took the window seat and I tried my best to sleep, bunching up my jacket I had to put my head against it. Sometimes I put my head against Paco's shoulder. I just could not sleep the whole way down either. So once we get down there, we take an Uber to the Airbnb place that we rented, which was an apartment that was down a few steps from the street. It was like a it's not a basement apartment, but it was a lower level apartment on, it was either East 83rd Street or East 86th Street. I don't remember which. And I don't know, maybe there was some sort of garbage strike or something because the entire street was just piled at least four feet up worth of garbage bags and things that have been opened and spilled out. And it did get cleared out, but it we got down there on Friday and it didn't get cleared out until late Saturday. And it still kind of had a yucky smell to it. But And the apartment was okay. It, it really wasn't what was advertised per se because, you know, that there are certain ways that you can take photos to make something look better than it is, right? You can do it with yourself. You can do it with food. You can do it with a lot of things, lighting and placement and all kinds of things to make something look the very best, which she did. This uh, young girl who was the owner of the apartment, she lived on the floor right above. And there was one full-size bed. There was a couch that opened into a bed. Actually, the back dropped down and then you could put like a mattress over that and didn't really have much of a kitchen. It had a microwave and a refrigerator and there was a little outside patio place 
in the very back, but it kind of smelled and there was lattice work with really big spacing. So the people that lived above, which were herself and her parents, and I think her grandparents, would walk across there and you see the feet like right above your head. So we basically did not use that outside part at all. So after giving us this tour, and everything was, you know, tolerable, I guess, right? It wasn't the best, but it was okay. And then she said, okay, and here's the bad part. And we're like, oh, Christ. She takes us into the bathroom and she says, the toilet doesn't really work well. And we said, okay. And she said, you got to go down here and you got to turn the water on into the toilet and then it will be fine. You can either turn it on when you're going to use the toilet or you can just leave it on, but you're going to hear like a running water sound. So we're like, okay, that's like not so bad. So she leaves, right? And we both had lunch and time to use the bathroom. And after I did and I had the water turned on, it wouldn't flush. So I took the back off the toilet. And if you ever looked inside a toilet, it's, it's, practically the same on every single toilet. You've got the the feet of the water, you've got the handle that flushes it, you've got a big ball that when the water rises up to that point it lifts the ball, that's how the toilet shuts off. And at the very bottom you have an opening that has a rubber uh, closure and a chain that connects to the flushing handle of the outside of the toilet. So when you flush it, it pulls this rubber opening and all the water will go out of the toilet and then it lowers and it refills. Well, there was no seal on the bottom of the toilet. That rubber thing with the chain was completely missing. So therefore, there was no way to flush the toilet very easily. <laughs> and she never told us this. And we didn't really want to complain about it because she had said that there were parts on order, but she had to get special parts because of this particular kind of a toilet, which is a bunch of crap. Paco and I said afterwards, like, you can get innards of toilets and just rebuild the entire inside thing. It's easy. You get a kit from Home Depot or something. So I said, well, I know you can manually flush the toilet if you fill up something and you can pour it into the toilet, it will make the toilet flush and take your crap out of it. So I went to look for things to, um, <laughs> to fill, to put the water in. And there was no bucket or anything like that in the apartment. The only thing there was, was it was a coffee pot and we never used it. We had no intention of using it. And it was the largest container that I could find. So I would fill that up in the sink and then I would pour it into the toilet and the toilet would flush. So we did that like for a day and then Paco had this ingenious thing and he said, the toilet will flush now, but you can't use the handle. You have to go inside and he's taken a water bottle, like just like the general kind of, if you buy Poland spring water or something, a single serving bottle. He had turned that upside down and plugged the hole in the toilet. So when the water would fill up, it would stop when it hit the ball. And then in order to flush the toilet, 
you reach your hand down into the water of the toilet tank and pull that water bottle out for a moment and the toilet flushes and then you put the water bottle back and you still had to turn the water on the toilet <laughs> to fill the tank before you were able to do the water bottle trick. And let me tell you folks, that was a bit annoying to say the least. So now it's the second day of my recording this podcast. And as you might hear now in my voice, my voice is not hoarse anymore. Actually, when I recorded it yesterday, I was hoarse. And then before I went to bed last night, I realized I had not recorded the vintage TV trivia question. And so I recorded that to insert it into the podcast. And by that time, late last night, my voice appeared to be back to normal again. So knock on wood, it stays this way at least for a little while. So the last thing I want to mention about this Airbnb, <laughs> and I sound like I'm bitching about it, but truly I'm, I'm not because it was, it was comical. It was, it was just kind of a, a funny, weird experience. Not necessarily a bad one because I can pretty much roll with the punches. But the one other thing I wanted to mention was that the doors to the apartment would not lock. So what she had done was there was an iron gate and fence at street level and the iron gate swung open so you could go down these very steep cement stairs down to the apartment door. And because the doors would not lock, she got a combination lock and she would lock the metal gate at the street level with this combination lock. <laughs> so she gave us the combination and every time we were going in or out of the apartment, we had to put in the combination and open the lock and go in or out the gate, close it, put the lock back on, spin it so... <laughs> Spin it so it was, you know, locked again. It really was funny, folks. It, 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 it was annoying in some respects, but you get used to it and it was just like rolling your eyes like, okay, here we go again kind of thing. Other than some rainy weather and overcast the entire time, actually, you know, that's the only downside of the trip, really. We spent the first night walking around Central Park. And if you happen to hear back on my episode where I talked about cruising and I talked about the film cruising and that part of it was filmed in Central Park where these guys are cruising each other and there was a, a murderer at the time going around killing gay men. So we're going into Central Park on Friday night and all I can think in my mind was <laughs> that there's this killer somewhere. So I kept saying to Paco, okay, we either have to stay in view of the street or if we go in a little bit more, I always want to be in view of other people. I never want us to be alone walking on one of the paths. So we did that mostly. 
at times we were by ourselves and we kind of hurried along until we saw people. But that was nice. The plan was for us to go back on Saturday daytime into Central Park because I'd never really been in there except to go to Tavern on the Green Restaurant. And that was in the evening and a taxi drove us there. So I've never really walked around Central Park and I was looking forward to that. I wanted to see the zoo. I wanted to see the big lake that's there. I wanted to see uh, the rocks and the fields where you always see people in photos, having picnics and stuff, but it rained all day Saturday and we weren't able to get back to Central Park. And then Sunday morning, we all, the only time we had was to eat breakfast and then get out back to the bus. And then the best part, the, the amazing, amazing part of this trip was going to see Phantom of the Opera. And it was 10,000 times better than I ever thought it was going to be. I was a bit taken aback by going through Times Square and getting to where the theater was because Times Square was just packed, packed, packed with people. You would think it was New Year's Eve, for God's sake. There were so many people and there were police who were dressed in riot gear and they were holding AK-47 rifles. <laughs> It, it was really unnerving. I guess, you know, obviously that area, anything could happen. Potential things have happened before, but they were able to catch people before they blew anything up. But that was kind of kind of really kind of scary for me, I guess, you know, because I'm used to Boston. It's a smaller city. It's not that dangerous by any means in anywhere in the, in the main part of the city. But once we got to the theater itself, oh my God, it was just so amazing. We were seated, as I said, front row center, right in front of me. When I stood up to leave and use the restroom and I wanted to buy some stuff for Paco about the show during the intermission. When I stood up and had to squeeze by, you know, people having to turn their legs so I could get by or they had to stand up. I was so close to the railing of where the orchestra pit was. I was a little bit dizzy from it. I swore I was going to fall into the orchestra pit. But we're seated in this front row, right? And then if we looked down, we saw the entire orchestra. And then there was the stage and just the most incredible scenery, the most incredible costumes. The singing was amazing. At one point, Ben Crawford, who was the Phantom, was standing on the very front of the stage. And as he was singing this beautiful song. I forget which one it was, but he was just blasting it out. When one sings like that, I know this from doing my training at Boston Conservatory of Music, sometimes when you're doing that kind of singing with emphasizing notes and just pushing all your breath out, sometimes you tend to spit a little bit. Well, when Ben Crawford was on the front part of the stage singing and he was spitting, <laughs> He was hitting me with his spit. That is how close we were to the stage. It was amazing. When the chandelier falls in the, in the production at the end of act one, the chandelier comes down and crashes. It comes down. I looked to Paco and it was no lie, six inches above his head. I swear as it came down. 
And then there was another part in the show where cops are trying to be in the theater where the Phantom is and try to catch the Phantom. And so one of the cops positioned himself in front of the orchestra pit and stood right next to where the conductor was against the railing that was directly in front of us. He was right in front of Paco, staring at Paco as he held his position. And then he turns and fires a gun, which was really super loud. (laughs) And when flashes would go off for various uh, pyrotechnics in the production, We were so close that the flash, which was always unexpected, would kind of blind you. And and Paco and I were talking later on that as we continued to watch the show after a flash, for quite a while we saw, you know, kind of an impression of the flash on people's costumes because it was, you know, it had affected our eyes like that. Amazing, 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 just unbelievable. It was an amazing show. Phantom is certainly my favorite show that I've ever seen, with Les Mis being in number two slot. And the only other production I ever saw on Broadway 20 years ago, Jekyll and Hyde, which Paco and I just saw at the North Shore Music Theater just a couple of weeks ago. And it was awesome as well. But overall, have to say, the New York trip was awesome, and Paco really, really did enjoy this for his birthday. But I really wish I had been able to see Central Park. I definitely want to go back down to New York, maybe in the spring or early summer, and check out Central Park and some of the places we didn't get to. We didn't get to any museums or anything like that. We just were there for too short a time. But the city, I'm sure, is gorgeous, and we'll just be a little bit more selective about where we stay. So as I finish the show here, I am now at 103 five-star ratings. Thank you to whoever just gave me the extra five-star. And I also want to thank Scott for his most recent comment on my show. I do appreciate it very much and his five-star rating as well. Thank you, Scott. A couple things that I should have inserted into the middle of the show that I forgot. I'm back to doing beginner diet and fitness show podcast. Just started that back up with season four. So that is available wherever you found this podcast. Again, it's beginner diet and fitness show, as well as there's a YouTube channel for it. And starting with this season four, I am going to be doing several diets for you so you can follow along. We're going to be doing the portion size control diet again. We're going to be doing intermittent fasting. We're going to be doing the Mediterranean diet and something that I'm very excited about for me. I'm going to be doing a whole foods plant-based diet. So if you are interested in losing a few pounds, perhaps before the holidays set in, please follow along and subscribe to Beginner Diet and Fitness Show, wherever you find your podcasts. And lastly, there will be a new episode out for Jockstrap Stories by Sunday night. We'll be finishing Chapter 5 on Jockstrap Stories with my reading of Northridge High Football Camp. So again, jockstrap stories, wherever you get your podcasts.
And the answer to today's vintage TV trivia question, what were the superpowers that three castaways got on Gilligan's Island? Marianne got amazing eyesight. She was able to spot a ship in the distance that no one else could see. Gilligan got super strength and was able to lift the skipper while he was on a lounge chair up and down. And Mrs. Howell got a rush of energy from the sugar beets, and she ran around like Speedy Gonzalez. And the second part, the bonus part, how did they neutralize the effects of these radioactive vegetables? The professor realized they had to eat soap. And so the castaways ate soap and drank water, and bubbles flew all around through the air. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did like it, please subscribe to the show so you can be notified every time a new episode comes out. Meanwhile, I will be back next with the episode about college wrestlers. Make sure you don't miss that. Meanwhile, this is Joey Hernandez. Enjoy the autumn foliage, and I will talk to you very soon. Thanks. Take care. Bye for now.